Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 186. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, we're joined by Kevin Rakestraw. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, good. Doing good? Doing good. Hanging in there? Oh, yeah. Keeping it real? Oh, you know it. All, all, of, all of those things. This week on the show, got a little bit of a Japanese theme going. We'll be, we'll be reviewing three Japanese films. Uh, we got Assassination Classroom, we got Tokyo Tribe, and we got y- Yakuza Apocalypse. So, three, Ooh. three Japanese films. Really excited about this. I was really pumped to do this episode because I, I do love Japanese genre film, and I was really excited that all of these, uh, usually, it, I don't know why, but it seems like right around the same time every year, uh, I'll get all of them at once. And and get to watch them all in one big pile, so it's it's pretty cool. Of course, we'll also be going over some of what we've been watching this week's movie predictions, new on video on demand, DVD and Blu-ray releases. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching us on the live stream or on the replay or listening on the audio version. We're excited to have you here. I'm gonna try to keep an eye on the chat during this live uh, show, so feel free to chime in, and I'll try to keeping it last week i kind of (laughs) was slacking with that and there were some people talking to us that i didn't notice so i i apologize for that are you serious yeah so i apologize for that uh i have a little bit of a different setup going this week so i'm hoping that it'll catch my eye if it comes through so Uh, that's all your fault yeah well yeah well it always is it always is i like to contribute here and there uh yeah but usually your 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 stuff's behind the scenes though. Yeah. Usually when People when you when you mess things did, up, but I didn't watch a movie I was supposed to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's usually where where that falls in with you. But uh, let's go ahead and start up with our first review. We're going to talk about Assassination Classroom first. Uh, okay. The way the way that I pick these is basically just reverse order as far as release date so assassination classroom doesn't currently have a release date here in the states it came out in japan back in march Uh, i i'm pretty sure it is coming out here in the states i'm just not sure when it just got done a festival run so or maybe maybe it's still on its festival run but it's directed by ichiro hasuni hasumi and uh, i guess i should take this time to mention just a disclaimer I'm going to butcher all these names, and I apologize. I'm terrible with names, as everyone already knows. So especially, just, especially when they're Japanese. doesn't yeah, make like, it any easier. Yeah, like some, <laughs> some Japanese names I'm okay with, and then others, that the more complex Jeez. ones, I'm just... Can't do it. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, and, and we're about to find that out right now. I have a synopsis here for Assassination Classroom. When an octopus-like alien destroys part of the moon, uh, Nagisa Shiota and the rest of the students of E-Class of Kunugig Okoa Junior High School are given the task to kill him by the government after he decides to act as teacher for their class. Otherwise, he will destroy the Earth once the school year is over. Kevin, I think we'll start it off with you. What did you start think? Yeah, we'll start off with you, because I already know what you thought, because you already put put a review up on letterboxd so we'll, we'll start it with you what did you think of assassination classroom oh man i was i was all in at the beginning it's ridiculous it doesn't get more ridiculous than this 
I don't know what the hell this thing is. <laughs> the guy, I don't like. They say he's an octopus, but he doesn't look anything like an octopus. He, he looks has, like he, the Walmart smiley face he, thing. He, he has but, octopus-like features. Sort of. Like, he has some tentacles, but they don't look like octopus tentacles. He Not just has really. tentacles. Yeah. They're, they're, like, and, they're like long, gooey arms. Yeah. They don't have, like, suck, suction cups. They have, they have ha- he has hands. He has mm-hmm. fingers. Phalanges. But then he can turn them into drills and stuff. Like, all sorts of things. Yeah, he's a shape show. He can, he can change color at will, too. Or yeah, maybe it's, it's like a mood of, thing. I don't know. It's a mood thing. It's a mood thing. But, uh... I mean, it gets off to a good start. And, it, you know, you got to kind of sit through them setting everything up. And for the first, you know, what, like 15 minutes or so, it's pretty funny. There's some good jokes in there. And you're just like, man, there's so many possibilities of what mm-hmm. can be done with this. It's just going to be off the wall insanity for two hours. This is, I, I love this. I'm in. But they don't, that's not what they do. They don't do that. Like, it gets really 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 emotional for some reason <laughs> like they try and go like really serious yeah with him teaching these kids well but and he's he's, he's helping them out yeah and he's making them better but at the same time you're like the only thing he's really making them good at is assassins which mm-hmm. they point out numerous times and it's like i don't think we need this class of kids to be assassins do we like they're they're not that much better off yeah but he also had that whole the contest where all the kids, if they excelled in their worst subject. So he was kind of teaching them regular stuff, too. He was teaching regular stuff, too. But the, the pathway is assassins now. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, because they're pretty good at assassinating, well, now yeah. the government's going to be all over them, and they're going to be assassins for the rest of their lives. And most of them are going to die quickly. Probably, well, they are E-class, so... Yeah. <laughs> I just... They, and it's just, out of, like always... I mean, this always happens. There comes a certain point where it just, the humor in this movie just completely deflates and leaves. I mean, it pops up here and there throughout, but for two hours, there's just, for me, there wasn't enough. Yeah. It's just uh, way too emotional and serious. I, I'll somewhat agree with you there. I think that it does wear out its welcome. I didn't mind the serious stuff because to me, even the serious stuff was ridiculous and goofy. I just had, I had to laugh at the serious. Because there's the the fucking Walmart smiley face (laughs) with tentacles. Of course Uh, it's ridiculous. Everything's ridiculous. The setup for this movie, and this is based on a manga, which was turned into an anime as, you know, per usual. Actually, there's going to be several other movies that we talk about on this episode that are the same thing. Um, so it's, it's got a ridiculous premise. I love this premise where it's this alien and he's like, he wants to be a teacher and he agrees with the government to not hurt the kids and their whole goal is to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love the, the weapons that they use, how they kind of get around using actual real guns. They develop these little BB pellets that somehow hurt him, but they're like little rubber, you know. It's made out of anti. It's made out of anti-teacher material. Yeah, they they they're essentially airsoft guns that they use mm-hmm. to shoot him with, and then they have rubber knives that are completely safe for the kids, but they can somehow hurt the teacher. I love all that. I I love how at the beginning of class during roll call, they just the whole time they're just trying to kill him, but he he can go at like Mach eleven or whatever they said, 
So he has, he's got super speed, and he can float, and he can turn flat, and he can do all this other stuff. And I like so many things. And, and I kind of I kind of saw it coming where they eventually develop this relationship with this teacher that turns out to be like the best teacher they've ever had. And even though they know that they have to kill him or else he's going to destroy the earth, they kind of don't want to anymore. They've, they develop a relationship with this weird alien teacher. And I kind of liked that, but like you said, it does start to wear out. It's welcome. And by the end, I was, I was honestly kind of glad it was over, but yeah, but Going back to the fact that this is based on an anime, it's not really over. And that's, that is one thing that drives me crazy about a lot of these live action adaptations of, uh, of anime series or manga series is that this is not a, this is only part of a movie. So if you go in expecting this to, to come out understanding the, the backstory or anything like that, it's not going to work because there's so much stuff that they put in this that, Unless you read the manga or saw the sh- the show, you would have no idea because there's oh, there's yeah. no all context the... to it whatsoever. No. All the backstory that they show of him makes absolutely no sense yeah, they... whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like I think probably what they do when they make these movies is that they make they make the whole story together. They probably shoot it and edit it all together and then just cut it in half because I'm a, I'm gonna later on in the show I'm gonna talk about the. Um, Attack on Titan movie, which I saw this week, and that does the same thing, where you're just like, okay, that's it, all right? There's so much that that uh, did not answer at all. And it's not like, you know, I've I've complained about that before in movies like The Hunger Games and The Lord of the Rings and all those other, or The Hobbit movies, rather, all those other movies that have, uh, that split one story into multiple parts. And I complain about that being like, this is not a cohesive movie. This, the, the way that they do it with Japanese films is a hundred times worse. No, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, it's ridiculous. I mean, there, there were whole scenes in this movie that you had no idea what it had well, to do with the plot, the overall well, story. Yeah, well, even the backstory, like I said, I mean, there's a, you have to have a familiarity with this manga obviously going into it because the the backstory that they show number one doesn't make any sense whatsoever number two it almost seems like every time they do the flashback to that they're just recycling the same images over and over again like they never add to it yeah it's just like it's just the same one and like destruction in a room and you think it's in a lab of some sort i believe and and you're just like how the fuck did he become walmart smiley face like how did what had to go wrong? Like, what were they experimenting on? That this hat was there, like smiley face stickers around that somehow got into his DNA and changed him. But then there's a lady there too, and she's like, "Be the best teacher you can be." Yeah, he's like honoring her wishes. I don't understand anything, which is kind of stupid for me to expect me to understand anything going into a movie called Assassination Classroom where it's a Walmart smiley face with tentacles being murdered by a gla- class of children. I think that I think that there should be a prerequisite to all of these uh, films that are based off of a manga that, that are that are like uh, longer running series of manga, not like Tokyo Tribe, which we'll get into, or Blue Spring, or one of those other ones that are just kind of a one-off type thing. Um, yeah. 
I think that there should be some sort of prerequisite that you have seen or read the books, you know, or seen the show. I think that these are these movies are designed for people that are already familiar with the story, and they just assume that you're already familiar with it. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to do that, obviously your goal is then to at least make it uh, entertaining enough or intriguing enough that I'm going to go out and, you know, get everything that I can for Assassination Classroom. And ultimately this movie failed because I have no interest in, like, getting the manga or seeing, like, the TV show series or anything like that. I, uh... I have no interest. I watched the first couple episodes of the the show just to see how close it is and like just as far as the design and the characters and stuff like that and yeah it seems pretty close there's are there's some differences in what happens at least from what i've seen in the show but i think uh that the show is actually still ongoing i i don't know if this the show is like i'm pretty sure that the first season of the show ends somewhere around the same areas where the movie ends so maybe there's more of this Mm. to come now as far as the manga i don't know typically with manga they're way ahead of anything else like usually that's that's where they're they're at so i don't know where they're at in the manga series but yeah i don't think that i'll be going back and watching this i'll see the second film when it comes out just you know because i do kind of want to know a little bit more about what's going on and I like the character. I like the teacher. I think that he's funny. I love his laugh. <laughs> he's got the funniest <laughs> laugh. I, I do ever. love that. Like his his catchphrase is his laugh. Yeah, I love and that. It, there, there's some really funny bits with him, especially like that one kid when he comes back and they're doing the cooking class, mm-hmm. and he's fucking with that kid. Yeah, like that was that was that was fantastic. The one where they made it look like the manga, where they were doing the different panels and stuff, and he kept messing with them. Yeah, I liked I liked that. I liked everything at the beginning. Probably the first twenty minutes of this movie, I loved. I was laughing. I thought it was hysterical. Where when the uh, the the what is he an assistant or whatever he is is describing to the kids about the alien and what he does and how he meticulously grooms your hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the scene when the one student who is the 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 blonde lady with the that's like the assassin that her scene when she's using the giant chain gun and then she comes out wearing retro pe a retro pe outfit <laughs> i thought that was hilarious yeah but they just didn't they didn't spread that out no over two hours no they didn't because honestly it's 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 entirely too long i mean we didn't even get into that i agree just, i mean two hours of ridiculousness it's just no uh-uh you, you got to get in and get out um, another, this, this, maybe this is a nitpick, but I thought that all the CG was horrible. No, oh, yeah, the effects are great. <laughs> I thought, they're, I, they're bad. They're I, f- bad. I feel like they could have, cause there's a, there's this whole mechanic that he has, this defense mechanism where he sheds his skin and he can do it. I can't remember what he said, once a month or whatever. And whenever he would do that, that was CG. And the whole time I'm like, you could just use a giant sheet of latex Mm-hmm. To to make that r- real, I mean that's essentially all it is. But they even made that CG, and it looked so bad. And well, then you have the kid to the little kid that comes with the hair yeah. tentacles. That looks awful. Yeah, that looked Which terrible. Which is another thing that I had an issue with is they seem to 
it's just so much introduction in the beginning. You have the kids, and it goes on and on and on, and then they bring in the the robot. I could have, I could have done. I thought that that was when, fun. When then they throw, they just you know sweep it off to the side, and you don't really see anything from the robot until like the very end. Well, she just turns into another one of the kids, basically. Yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't do anything. No, she doesn't do anything that. The other kids don't do. She's just another one of the students. She but just they, happens to be a giant box with an LCD screen on it. Yeah, but they spend so much time with introducing her and everything. Yeah, and then they just sweep her off to the side, and then they bring the kid in with the hair tentacles. So it's another introductory period, and they go on and on with that, and then he leaves her most of the movie until he shows up at the end. Yeah, I think that this is just an example of trying to cram an entire series worth of a television show into one movie and it just yeah. it doesn't work i feel like if they took out the kid with the hair tentacles now maybe he comes back later maybe he comes back i'm sure he is going to come back because he's a regular well that's a spoiler but um uh. <laughs> i'm sure that that kid's going to come back but i could have done without him i kind of liked things the way they are the computer girl that's that's fine that, that added some some comedic elements to it when she made herself an app and stuff yeah i thought that was fine but the the, uh the hair kid i didn't like him so you know i i don't know the the fight scene with them was kind of cool but other than that probably could have done without that kid and i just feel like the 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 design of the teacher i feel like they could have done a lot of that practically i don't think they had to make it look so cartoony and animated yeah you yeah, just get a giant freaking yellow ball and stick it on a guy's head, you know? <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, make it all look stupid, but I feel like they could have made it look good. Because parts of him were practical, I believe. Like the hat, the little graduation cap that he wears. <laughs> <laughs> I love his outfits, too, by the way. That that was one thing I noticed in the t- in the show, is that he changed outfits a whole lot. Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, overall... Slightly entertaining, but pretty underwhelming for me. It shouldn't be, you know, when you read the synopsis, that should be a fun film, not a serious film. Yeah, it gets really sentimental. It gets really sentimental at the end. Oh my god, they poured on thick. Because we we have to remember that these are are like the bad kids. These are like the loser kids that everybody picks on, and they're, they're like the rejects. No one... No one even cares about these kids. So they all have their own problems. The only one that believes in them is a giant yellow octopus from space that eats 75% of them for some reason. And that's another, like, why? Why is he destroying the Earth? Like, if the last wishes of this lady that we see in the flashback is to be the best teacher ever to these kids. I don't think he is. I think, like, the idea of destroying the entire Earth is probably goes against that. I don't think he's I don't think he is was ever planning on destroying the earth. I think that it was all just like a motivational tool to get these kids yeah, to, to be the best the, their best selves or whatever. If that's the case you shouldn't have destroyed, you know, three fourths of the moon. I don't know if you needed to go that far. I also you know, bold- just like like fifteen percent of it or twenty percent of <laughs> just it. Just knock a little chip chip off. Yeah. Just to prove you can do it. I also believe this guy is all-powerful. He's a god on this planet. He needs to be saving the world. You know, he needs to be helping people 
in disaster areas. He needs to be stopping wars. Not teaching a classroom of rejects. Yeah. You know, he needs to... He, I feel like he's just... It's such a, a wasted opportunity for him to use these powers. And just when you think that he's way overpowered, something else will happen. And you're just like, oh my god. There's, there's nothing that can stop this guy. Yeah. He is pretty much unstoppable. He's an unstoppable f- octopus force. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Any final thoughts on Assassination Classroom? I have none. Uh, I don't really have any either. I'd say if you, if you saw the show, if you read the manga, obviously check this out. I haven't seen... Well... I guess I've seen a number of of these live-action adaptations, and typically I'm not a huge fan of them. I will say that this one seems like one of the better ones, but, yeah, it's still still not not great. I think I would have been uh, way more into it if it was animated. Yeah. Because they could have done a lot more with it. Well, maybe you should check out the show then. Maybe I should. I, if I remember correctly, I looked it up. Uh, Funimation put the show out here in the States, and it's it's not long. It's not like one of those you know, 50, 60 episode series. It's pretty short. Mm. I think it's like 12 or 13 episodes or something. So there you have it, Assassination Classroom. Let's give this a score. Uh, I will say, hmm, I think I'm going to go right down the middle with this one and give it a five. Ooh, I'm gonna give it a four. Hmm, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a fan. That's Assassination Classroom. No release date on this one as of yet, so keep your eyes peeled for that one. Let's move on and talk about Tokyo Tribe. This one is directed by uh, Sion Sono or or Shion Sono, however you wanna. But it's, it's different. Uh, I don't I don't know how that works cuz sometimes <laughs> it's it's S I O N and sometimes it's S S H I O N. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if there's like uh in different uses it's spelled differently or not. That just shows my ignorance with uh Japanese so grammar. Uh I have a synopsis for this one. In an alternate Japan Territorial street gangs form opposing factions collectively known as the Tokyo Tribes. Mara, leader of the Wurons tribe of Bukuro, crosses the line to conquer all of Tokyo. The war begins. So, I'm I'm a big fan of this director. I've enjoyed, I think, every single one of his movies that I've seen. So, I kind of went... The... The... The synopsis that you read misses like a huge caveat of what this movie is. The fact that is, well, it's yeah, a rap battle yeah, musical. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into that. I will certainly get into that. So, big fan of this director. It's the guy that did uh, Cold Fish. Huge fan of that. Suicide Club. Love that. It's probably one of my favorite Japanese films ever. Um, and I heard uh, he, he. If you look at his filmography, he rocked it out this year. He came out with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies this year. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm really, uh... I'm really excited to see Tag. I heard that's that's really good. That's uh, just coming off of a festival run as well. So, anyway, this one is uh, as as Kevin alluded to. It is a musical, and it is a 
basically I would describe it as a Japanese hip hop musical version of the Warriors. Sounds about right. You know, whereas in the Warriors you had the uh, the woman from Carmen San Diego being the radio DJ, you know, kind of narrating what was going on. In this, you have this old lady <laughs> DJ scratching records or sort of scratching records. Um, I got to say, I was uh, I was a huge fan of this movie. I thought it was fantastic. With there's probably one huge caveat in that I did not like any of the music at all. I was going to say, unfortunately for this being a uh, hip-hop musical, whatever you want to call it, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of hip-hop in there, and almost all of the hip-hop is terrible. Yeah, that's... Except the beats. There's, there's some good beats in there, but... Uh, most of the beats of are pretty generic, but some of them are good. Yeah. And And there's some... It's weird because... Most of the music is terrible, but then every now and then you'll get like one verse from one random dude and he's like, he kills it. And you're just like, whoa. And, but for the most part, yeah, it's, the music is not very good. However, the film overall, I had a great time with it. I thought that the production design was out of control. I loved the look of this world, this future Tokyo where, or alternate Tokyo rather, where all of this was taking place. And I like the idea of the gangs, the different tribes, and they all had their own style. It's like they it's almost as if they all had their own hip hop style too. Mm -hmm. And Which I like, kind of do, yeah. I liked that. Uh, the, I liked, it's going to be tough to, to not give away kind of what sparks this whole feud because you, you don't find out till towards the end, but it's, well, which was my, which was my favorite part of this this whole thing because the entire time i'm thinking i'm like oh they're just taking like the ridiculousness of rap like you know the masculinity and misogyny and everything and just essentially how everyone's just posturing and my dick's yeah. bigger than yours and they just t blow it up yeah to <laughs> that's what this movie like, that's yes that is what this movie is all about it's it's all about kind of the ridiculousness of uh, which unfortunately is not like that's not I don't like that kind of hip hop to begin with. I'm not a big fan of it. So it kind of yeah, kinda, but you had me at arm's length from the beginning. But then when it came out at the end, where you find out like why all this is happening, it's like oh okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I, I thought I it was great. That. I thought it was great. Um, I, I'm not into that kind of hip hop either. But the at least for me, the kind of saving grace for for that was the fact that he included the one tribe that was like the old school hip hop tribe that, that they just, they wanted to have fun and live in peace. And they were having like break dance battles and stuff. And they were, they were kind of like the good guys. They, they weren't interested in violence or, you yeah, know, they were just, they were a perpetual block party. Yeah. I thought that that, I, I liked that he included that in there. Like, you know, kind of, kind of giving a little nod, of him knowing that, which is also crazy because the whole time I was watching this, I'm like, this dude is, this director's pretty old. And for him to make a movie like this, I mean, it's kind of impressive. It's different. Uh, I was not, I was not prepared for the, the long takes. Oh yeah. That was another thing. The, <laughs> that was the last thing I was expecting. Yeah. In a hip hop rap battle musical. Yeah. Lots, lots of long takes in this, especially the, the opening scene. I loved how it, it just, just kind of, yeah, it just, 
it was just flowing right through the whole city and you're just like it keeps going from character to character and there's so much happening in this like bustling city uh, i i loved that that stuff i thought it was great yeah it was fantastic um my favorite thing outside of the cinematography which again was fantastic was the the uh the virgin girl and her little brother and they were awesome was that and i just wanted to see them fight like 24 7 i just want to see them fight yeah yeah and just destroy people yeah that's oh, my goodness that's fantastic. that's the other big thing about this it's there's a lot of martial arts in this there's a lot of fighting especially at the end the end holy crap <laughs> it's insane I, it's they give it a they they show you in the trailer where all the tribes join up to fight this one imposing force and from the moment the tribes decide to to team up it's just insane and i thought that the the fighting all of the fight scenes were awesome they looked amazing they did look great and yeah, uh, yeah and the the girl and is it her is it her brother is it a... I, think, I think it was i don't know some little kid in technical yeah cuz I, I couldn't i couldn't even tell if it was a boy or a girl cuz i thought it was a boy but then towards the end i was i kind of thought maybe it was a girl so i wasn't even sure Maybe. But know. either way, that little kid was awesome, especially when they fight the the giant the giant dude. <laughs> I thought that, <laughs> that scene was great. Oh, the fight scenes in this are oh, they're so great. Yeah, they're great. They're they're extremely well choreographed. They're they're fun, but they're not overly goofy, so as to detract from the actual skill involved that's on display yeah. from the actors. <laughs> It's just unfortunate that they get to each fight sequence. You have to sit through terrible hip hop. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a <laughs> lot of. I mean, the the music, the music just goes on and on. There's a. It's not quite uh, one of those musicals where it's just everything is is music, but it's pretty close. There's a it lot is. of music happening. Oh, there's so much. And it's just the, the rapping is so lazy. It's so bad. It is so it's, bad. You it's could, just them like saying, I mean, it's this is basic. Yeah, basic. I mean, you, well, you can tell that these are actors and not rappers. <laughs> like these are these are actors that are trying to be rappers, and I think maybe it would have been better to choose rappers that are well, trying to be actors. About, like the guy from the beginning, that that guy at the end, the narrator. I if, like he's actually like a rapper, rapper, because they kind of like throw it off to him at the end to be like, "Take us out, man! You're the best." And then he gives you, like, the most ridiculously lazy rap ever. And it's just like, wow. Like, that's the, that's the note we're ending on? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't we couldn't <laughs> get, like, one guy that could rap? <laughs> well, like I said, there are a couple dudes in there. And the one, there was at least one girl that was, that was good. I don't know if she was, I can't remember whose team she was on. If she was on the uh, one tribe that was all women or not but your year girls i'm not sure if she was one of them but it was one of the women that has a verse and there's the one girl that does that beatboxes the whole time it seemed oh, like waitress her her job was to just be a beatboxing waitress for that yeah, guy that was that was annoying it's uh it's completely over the top as you might expect and i thought that it mostly worked in the film's favor. I like movies that are completely absurd and over the top like this, uh, especially when you sprinkle in a lot of really good fighting oh, yeah. and, and, a, and a pretty cool 
pretty cool story as well. So yeah. Other than the bad uh, music, I I yeah, loved it's, it. It's unfortunately for me, it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's like a fifty fifty split. Like half of this movie, I can't stand. I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. And then the other half, I'm like, this is fucking great. I'm having so much fun. I just want more of this, please. But then I keep getting the other fifty percent <laughs> instead. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I want. More of the fifty percent that I like, not the fifty percent that I loathe. Yeah, should be noted that this is based on a manga too. I know, I know I mentioned that earlier, but I'm actually interested in this manga. This this is one that I'm kind of thinking this about right seeking out. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into that. I mean, I I probably would have liked it more. Well, not probably. I definitely would have liked it more if instead of the rapping, they just took all the rapping out and just had like hip-hop beats play and still had the theme you know you can still have the hip-hop theme where it's like different styles of hip-hop and all that stuff but just just get rid of the rapping like more more like you know like how they did with samurai shampoo like that's a great uh anime that incorporates hip-hop into like feudal japan but they don't do it in a silly way they do it in a very subtle way that works yeah now i have to ask what uh what ending did you like better? Did you like the ending of Tokyo Trap or the ending of Why Don't You Play in Hell? Oh. Because um, they're both insane. Yeah, they're both insane. Uh, that's a tough one. I can't. Uh, well, Why Don't You Play in Hell went for a more like gory, over-the-top ending, which, yeah, I thought, was... which, which I thought was fun, and it worked within that movie. But I think that overall I like Tokyo Tribe's ending more just because of the scale and just yeah. how crazy it was. I mean, it's gory too. I mean, there's there's some pretty 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 sick deaths in this movie, but it's it's definitely scaled back in comparison. Yeah, which so, reminds me, I could have done without the wall that the, the, the blades. blades. Well, it looks it terrible. looks so terrible. It looks so <laughs> it bad. I, I liked how. Oh, that's a spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I keep almost spoiling all of these movies because I want to talk about the end. But uh, so our man Ricky is plays the main bad guy, and yeah. I thought that he was so ridiculous in this movie. <laughs> the best part is, is he. It's so ridiculous because he doesn't have a dick, hmm. and it's all about dick sizes. And he doesn't even have one; he just has a green dildo. Yep, which is oh my god. <laughs> 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 he forces that girl to give him a blowjob, and then when he throws her off to the side, it's just his pants. Off. Yeah, it's yeah. just his pants. It's just, it's just all, it's all posturing. Yeah, just funny because it does, it does tap into that ridiculous side of hip hop, where it's all, yeah, you know, absolutely eccentric. Absolutely, and that's that's why I love this director. I think that he he's doing some really cool stuff. I think that uh, I. I I mean, he's been around for a long time, but I feel like he's really starting to yeah, hit his... He, apparently, yeah, he hit a groove, man. Yeah, he's, he's just going off. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of loving it. Actually, he reminds me a lot of Takeshi Miike, who we're about to talk about in just a second. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of similarities with them. And then, in fact, there's a lot of similarities with these two movies, so... Yeah, but he doesn't get... He doesn't seem to get as crazy. No, he's he, like you know, completely out of left field. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Which I don't know. I, I like both directors. Uh, I would say at this point, 
almost equally. I mean, you, you can even look at the movies that they that they made where they did kind of play it more straight, like Cold Fish, comparing it to like I don't know. Um, I would say Audition plays it pretty straight for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, Audition. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm I've still, I've been th- I've been I'm thinking st- about that. I what? It's probably been like nine years since we've seen that. Probably more. Yeah, at least. And I am still creeped the fuck out yeah, by that. That's a, that's sack. yeah. That's one of those few movies that it will never leave you. Once you see it, it will never leave you. There, I, there's only a handful of movies that I can say that about, and I've seen thousands of movies. So I'm just terrified of burlap sacks and piano wire. <laughs> yeah, the dicky 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 dee. All right, back to Tokyo Tribe. I'm going to recommend this one. I think that I had a blast with it. Despite the not-so-great music, I still had a blast with it. I love the Warriors. I love hip-hop. I love these types of uh, movies with, with gangs, gang warfare that are, like, ridiculous. You know? Ga- gangs that have a theme, that are based around a theme. <laughs> like, if like if I were to have a gang, it would definitely have a theme, and we'd all have crazy costumes she would all dress alike yeah great production design fantastic Uh, martial arts uh just yeah the 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 pros far outweigh the cons for me on this one yeah i would agree to a certain extent yeah i mean the score is still going to suffer so let's let's go ahead and throw out some scores here what are you going to give tokyo tribe Mm, i'm going to give tokyo tribe a six and a half i'm going to give it a seven yeah yeah. I'm, I'm so close to a seven I'm so close, but that fucking hip hop. It's yeah, and the fucking hip hop granny. And, and you know, yeah. Shit. Oh, she was terrible. Oh my god, how she how she was pretending to scratch, and it just that's nitpicky. But still, it, no it just reason for her. it was ridiculous. There's no reason for. Her. I think she was supposed to be like the the woman from the Warriors. Oh, she sure. was kind of like the narrator. I'm sure. So, uh, Tokyo Tribe comes out October 23rd, and that'll be in limited release and VOD. So check that out. That'll be next weekend. So I would I would still recommend it. It's it's a blast. It's a great time. Love that poster too. The just the crazy chaotic poster. <laughs> I mean, that that poster pretty much sums it up. So it's yeah, great time. I just I just wish that they got to that ending a lot faster. Yep, yep, I they, agree. They just take their time rapping about nothing. Mm-hmm. Shut your face and stop rapping. Start punching people in the face. Yeah. Kick it. Yep. I agree with that. Let's move on and talk about Yakuza Apocalypse. This is directed by Takeshi Miike. Uh, I have a synopsis here. In the ruthless underground world of the Yakuza, no one is more legendary than boss Kamira. Kamira. Rumored to be invincible, the truth is he's a vampire. A blood-sucking Yakuza vampire boss. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. The synopsis on IMDb is like a paragraph long, so we'll just leave it at Stop that. There. Um so let's talk about Yakuza Apocalypse, Kevin. What did you what did you think of this one? This one is oh my goodness, what is this? <laughs> I'm really confused and again there's large portions of it that I absolutely love, but then typical Mieke style, there's just there's some just weird stuff in here. Yeah, there's weird stuff. There's understand. weird stuff in here that didn't completely work for me. I, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed in this one. 
because know, but there, there's some really fantastic stuff in here though i yeah i i completely agree with that and the thing that had me so excited was you know there's there's some of the people that that worked on the raid and the raid 2 are involved in this one so yeah. i so i was like oh man Mieke doing a film in collaboration with these guys this is going to be awesome there's going to be and you know it's a yakuza movie so there's going to be all kinds of crazy fighting and stuff but for me i thought that the the fighting was way better in Tokyo Tribe and yeah it, i mean i would say that the the end of this movie gets close the end of this movie gets close um quality wise but everything up until then is lackluster yeah it's just it was just kind of average for me i mean the guy that um i'm not even going to try to say his name but the uh yan 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 yeah from the ray and the ray 2 he <laughs> I love his outfit. He, Can we start off by saying that he has the best outfit? That I is love the, that he carries around the backpack. He double straps it, yep. number one. And he has it tight. He has it tight against <laughs> yeah. the back. It, yeah. does, it doesn't sling down. He's got it tight against the back. And then he's got the rolled up posters sticking out <laughs> from the top. Yeah. He keeps that on all the time. All the time. Even when he's fighting, he's got that backpack on. And you never find out why. There's nothing, I don't think, of importance in that backpack. But he has it. And the fact that he wears those jeans hiked up, mm-hmm. which are not, they're not conducive for kicking, but he makes it work yeah. somehow. I like to and think, he, I like to think that those rolled up posters in his back are actually maps and he's an amateur cartographer. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. And I hope we get a movie about that. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he was, he was badass, but I also thought that he was slightly underutilized in it. He was definitely definitely underutilized because we, I mean, when you have him and you know what he can do because he's fucking insane yeah and you just don't really use it and you spend almost more time with the uh trying to think of what, what was that game the guy with the coffin and the frilly shit and he, for some reason he spoke in english which was awful the game the game where he had the where he lugged around the trigon the, is that trigon well it's an anime there's an anime where a guy carries around a coffin, and that was Trigun. Okay, so there's two. I think I feel as though we've had this conversation before. Guilty Gear? Wait, was there's there... a guy that carries around a coffin in Guilty Gear? Maybe. Man, I can't remember. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of crazy shit in Guilty Gear, so I'm just assuming that there's a guy with a coffin. Because Gil- uh... Guilty Gear's insane. No, I love it. Uh, yeah, that guy, not a big fan of that guy. Although he did have uh, a blunderbuss, which is... Kind of. He sure did. Gungrave. I'm thinking of Gungrave. Ah, Gungrave. Okay, yeah. yeah. He reminded me of that guy. But like a... A lame version. <laughs> like a, like a <laughs> shit version for some reason. Yeah, he was like a he was a pilgrim. He looked like a pilgrim. Yeah, but just... He's a Quaker. And why is he speaking in English? I don't like, know. Why? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure because the other guy from the raid spoke in English too. So I'm I'm wondering if that was just a language thing. Because I don't think Maybe. that that I don't think that guy, the pilgrim guy, is Japanese. That they just couldn't, they weren't able to do the Japanese language phonetically, I guess. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they just uh, were like, "Fuck it, just do English." We'll make it work somehow. Which is funny because the guy from the raid, he doesn't really speak English either. So I'm thinking that he probably did that phonetically. Because I've actually seen him. I've met yeah, him. The only, uh, the, only, the only thing he really does in English is the word "fuck." Yeah. Which is yeah. Great. Which is funny to hear him say that. Yeah. Over and over. 
But we didn't even get to the point that there's a, a like a felt frog. Yeah, that's like the big thing. I guess that's the the, the big thing with this is that there's a uh, frog person in the suit, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. When when that frog person first pops in, uh, especially when he's riding the bike. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! And then and then he fights. You know, that's the picture I have up right now. On the, on if you're watching, if he fights in it, and it's actually pretty good. Like he does a re- whoever's in that suit does a really good job fighting in that suit. Yeah, and it's weird because you're thinking that that's just that's who he is. Like that's the creature. And it's funny because they talk about how he's the modern he's the modern monster and he's the mm-hmm. greatest terrorist and he's just like completely unstoppable. Everyone's terrified of him. And my favorite thing about this is even though he's all of that and he can destroy people constantly and he's kind of indestructible, he has a lot of trouble with steps and stairs. Yeah, that was like funny. He, he needs when a he, lot. <laughs> the scene when he was going up this, he had somebody guiding him from behind and somebody guiding him from the front. <laughs> So if you're ever caught in a battle with this guy, just make go, sure it's on steps. Yeah, just go up a few flights of stairs. And you you fucking got him. I'd be safe in my apartment. I'd be perfectly safe from him. But I love that the fact that, that comes off and there is actually a guy. Yeah, it, it, it is actually a suit. Because the they make you think the whole time that that's just, that is the creature. You know, the suit is the creature. But it, it it turns out that it actually is just a suit, <laughs> and that there is something <laughs> underneath, which is even <laughs> which is even more ridiculous. Is that like his way of like trying to level the playing field? I, or, I, like, who, I who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he he takes the suit off, and you're just like, okay, I didn't think that it could get weirder. Yeah. But it did. Classic Mieke. Because <laughs> yeah. pretty much every single movie where I'm like, because he's he's a lot like David Lynch. Not he's not like a Lynchian, you know, whatever that people always throw that word around. But he's always in the sense of like, where I'm kind of like, I have a grasp on what's going on. Yeah, he does the same thing exactly. And then all of a sudden, just something gets thrown in there. It's just like, well, what the fuck am I watching then? Yeah, what's going on? And then you think like, okay, it can't get it can't get any weirder than this. Like this is what this is par for the course the rest of the way. But no, he makes it weirder. Yeah. And you're just like you just throw your hands up and you're like, I'm oh, in, let's do this. All right, yeah. frog guy. <laughs> at Why some point at some point you just throw logic out the window and just roll with yeah. it. And it and it's funny because he does it over and over and over again. And for some reason I still fall for it. Oh yeah, so do I. Well, like, I don't because, know why. Like I'll tell you why. the movie, I don't just like just throw my hands up. Like okay, it's me. Okay, let's just do this. It's gonna be fucking weird. Well, because let's have fun. Because he he likes to mess with you. Because he'll come out with three movies in a row where he doesn't do that. So you'll kind of you you'll never you're never sure. You don't know if this is gonna be a gozu or an audition or if it's gonna be like uh, how was the. There was one that he did that was um, just well, like a straight up, ho- just a straight up horror movie where it was oh, just yeah. I can't the remember Miss Call or whatever it was. It was the classroom one. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, you you just you never know with this guy because it, it's all over the place. And I like how you you kind of use Gozu as like a normal movie. No, 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 that, I, no. It wasn't. Oh. I was using it as one of the crazy ones that oh, okay, okay. starts off normal but then gets insane right doesn't that one starts off like a like a kind of a normal uh 
like I mean, yeah, there's, there's, story, there's, right? like, there's like hints of it like when the dog gets killed at the beginning you're like wait a second i don't, I don't remember a whole lot about it yeah but then you know a minotaur shows up and there's milk and yeah and yeah yeah well i remember all that yeah oh, shield of straw shield of straw was uh one of the ones that was normal that was, that was yeah. like a normal, I mean, that was like an action movie i mean this guy did a remake of harakiri which yeah. is like one of the greatest Japanese movies ever made. He, I'm gonna remake it. It's like, oh okay. The guy that did Zebra Man too. Lesson, Zebra uh, City. Lesson of Evil. Lesson of Evil was the horror one with the uh, teacher. That one was that one was good too. I mean, I like most of his movies. He did the Crow Zero series, and Crow's Crow's Zero is pretty. Those are pretty normal. They don't get really insane. But then, you know, Happiness of the Catacuries, like you said, <laughs> this yeah. is weird. Uh-huh. Weird stuff. Yeah, just happens. He can't help himself sometimes. He did another horror movie recently that uh, I'm going to check out. That uh... oh, over over your dead body. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's on uh, Festival Scope, by the way. Yep, I know that that it. that's why I want to see it because I have access to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. For, sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. In, in the in the case of Yakuza Apocalypse, I thought it didn't it didn't work all the way for me. I was on board with the the vampire thing. I thought that that was a cool idea. And it it starts to get weird once basically everybody. It, it's weird that they use the word Yakuza with the word vampire synonymously. So you know. Well, I, really, I, do, well I do love the fact that they all kind of become Yakuza vampires. Yeah. And- like the way that they fight back and everything, but it it does seem like there's just entirely too much time spent where it just it really drags on during that during that portion where that guy where he becomes a vampire and he's trying to figure out the mechanics of it and it's just all hell breaks loose and everyone's biting each other's necks and just after a while it's like okay yeah we get it let's let's move on to something else like yeah everyone's a vampire now let's let's take this story somewhere. I feel like he he could have found the the old man with the uh, the knitting pe- the people knitting in the basement. I feel like he could have found that guy a little bit earlier and just because that guy it's just exposition, right? He just explains how all Pretty this much, works yeah. to to him and to Which, us. And after the the very first portion where he kind of breaks it down, like Yakuza blood is it's not it's bad, yeah, and. You kind of get addicted to it, or you know, you get addicted to the civilian blood, and it's really good for you. But then, after a while, it's going to be gone. So it's fun how that, like that whole, the mechanics of that work, like with the the knitting, the knitting circle, yeah, forming yakuza, and how they do that, which is interesting. But there's just way too much time spent on that, and then, and then they kind of just get rid of the whole vampire thing anyways like everyone just kind of disappears at the end yeah and it's only down to like a couple of them and it was like well why did we spend so much time with these people i think that he was trying to well clearly he was trying to draw parallels between yakuza and vampires and and show that they need normal civilians to feed off of like their feet they're well, yeah. sucking the life out of you know, good wholesome. Which I get, which I I did appreciate, and I do get. But then the frog guy shows up. Yeah, and and, and it's it, like fuck all that. Noise. Yeah, all that all that subtext is just like thrown out the window, and you're just like, there you go. <laughs> <What do> you, <laughs> read into this. 
And, and of course, me like an idiot's trying to sit there like, yeah, okay. So the frog guy, maybe he represents, it's a fucking guy in a felt frog suit. And then like the earthquake comes and like rocks are being smashed. And then there's another felt frog guy with stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My like my, at a certain point, my just my brain melted. Uh, there's like, no, another interesting thing that happens in this movie that I just wanted to to discuss is the the uh, the one yakuza boss, the lady, where she starts hearing dripping sounds, and then all of a sudden, the most horrific, <laughs> disgusting thing happens with her ears, and it happens several other fast. times. What is that all about? Why know. is that in there? Because that know. really grossed me out big time. It was disgusting. I don't know. I don't understand it. And then she's growing children on a farm. Yeah, that was weird too. That I th- I think she was just crazy at that point. I think she lost her mind. I guess. I don't know. Because I think that the whole children growing thing was not... I think that that was all in her head. Well, well it kind of made sense that they have to grow... New, I love how. I mean, I get that. Uh, Yeah, me and you are sitting here at seven o'clock on a Sunday (laughs) night trying to figure this out. out What the fuck is happening? Yakuza apocalypse. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll just leave it at that. There's there. (laughs) There's no way you can ever know what's going on in this movie. It's it's crazy. Tons of pus comes out of her ears. That's all you need to know. And it's horrific. At least to me, it was really gross. It's explosive. It's awful. And it, and it just keeps happening. Oh God! Over and over again, and everyone's kind of like okay with it. No yeah, like yeah, they're cool. Out. Like uh, the one guy gets it all. Over he his gets face. it all over his face. It goes on his face. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Um, Jesus. Out of out of the two, <laughs> out of the two, I I will say that I had more fun with Tokyo Tribe. I thought that it was. I thought that it looked better. Despite, and, and this is a huge first world problem, but I wanted to say this now. Uh, we got sent a screener for this, and it was the worst quality. I don't understand why you get sent a screener for review, and they send you the worst quality screener ever. Like, it looked like garbage. Yeah. And I know that that's a huge, like, I shouldn't be complaining, but it's it, it actually made it difficult for me to even see what was going on because it was one of those deals like I made it full screen on my TV and I have a pretty big pretty big TV and it was a, a tiny little box like all the bigger it goes just a tiny little box and I actually had a hard time seeing some of the some of what was going on yeah I would agree so anyway if if you're listening guys and you send us a screener please just make it HD just make it High quality. I, At least I, I want to know why screeners. Here you go. Any screener, just Vimeo. Vimeo. They look. They look so great. I've never had a bad time. Yeah, and you don't have like stuttering crazy. issues or anything like that. Oh my god! And the the quality is fantastic. Yeah. Let's just do that. It's so easy. Let's do it. Just you can password protect them. You can keep them safe. I want. I want a monopoly on screeners. On you know the internet, and I wanted Vimeo to have that monopoly. There, there were a couple other platforms that we've received over the years that have been decent, but yeah, Vimeo. I mean, I, I thankfully, I would say at least seventy-five percent, if not more, are now Vimeo. Like a lot of the larger. 
companies have their own proprietary thing yeah. that they have. And that's where you start getting into mm-hmm. like, uh, it was accelerator media that sent us this one. And anytime I get anything from accelerator, it's the same. They use the same platform that, uh, well, I don't want to say what it is, but it's bad. Well, and then the, who is it? IFC, what they use. Ugh. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it might even be, it's not the same company, but I think IFC uses like a similar, uh, yeah. Plat- video stop encoder it. or whatever. IFC, stop it. Quit it. It's just cr- it's just bad quality. Like if you want me to give this a a, a good uh, objective review, then you need to send me the best quality that you have because I can't. You know, if I can't see what's happening in the movie, it's that's gonna detract from it. But anyway, um, back to Yakuza Apocalypse. Great. What do you rate in Yakuza Apocalypse? I'm gonna yeah. give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I'm gonna give it a six and a half as well. So, Yakuza Apocalypse that is out now in limited release and on VOD. So you can see this one now it came out this weekend. So you can check that one out. Uh, that's all we have as far as reviews. I want to talk about. Uh, we'll do. We'll do some of what we're watching. I actually only saw one other movie this week. So. Yeah. At least on my end, it's going to be pretty short. And I'm going to start it off um, because it is a Japanese film, and that's Attack on Titan. This is the live-action adaptation of the popular anime series, which I tried to watch this series probably half a dozen times. And I just, for some reason, it is not speaking to me. It is just not. Every time I put it on, I either get bored and turn it off or fall asleep. But it's just not grabbing me, which... I, and I can't really... I can't really articulate why that is, uh, because it doesn't it doesn't hook you. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So basically, uh, there are these giants that invade. They they start appearing on Earth, and uh, the human civilization is in order to try to survive. They move into cities and build these gigantic walls around. Um, their cities so that the titans can't get in well guess what one of them gets in or one of them one of them busts a hole in the wall and they get in and pretty much kill everybody and now the survivors have to try to get to safety this is another one of these movies where it literally cuts off halfway through the story so i have no idea really what's going to happen in this movie it's even more egregious than assassination classroom like it's now in their defense the way that they're doing the release at least here in in the states is they're they released the first part um earlier this month and the second part's going to come out i think this week so it's really really close uh releases so that's cool that they're doing that at least you don't have to wait a year to see how this turns out um as for the movie itself not great not impressed with this one. It mm. was pretty average. Again, uh, the special effects work there. Uh, it's probably just because I'm used to, you know, the big budget blockbusters over here in the States where there's a lot more money that's put into CG and effects work. And so when I see uh, a big budget movie that was made over there, it's just not the same. It's just not anywhere near the level. That being said, the production quality of this one is far better than most of the uh, kind of big uh, special effects heavy 
movies that I've seen coming out of Japan within the last yeah. few years. Like, there's some really big stuff that happens in this. Uh, but yeah, it's just, this is a movie that doesn't really translate for me to live action because a lot of what happens is they, they have these, uh, devices, right? They're like these wire, like grappling hook type devices that they wear around their waist and it kind of shoots them all all through the air so that they can try to attack the Titans while in the air. And it just looks silly in live action. Like it just doesn't really translate that well to see them flying through the air. I don't know. It it doesn't look great. Um, mm-hmm. The Titans themselves look scary as fuck, though. They they really did a good job with the look of the Titans. They are really creepy. And what they did was it's it's kind of a mix of live action and CG. And so the Titans themselves look quite good, but it's just everything else that's not great. The acting's not great either. It's kind of piss poor and. Yeah, this one was uh, kind of a dud for me. I will probably check out the sequel, uh, but just to see how this story plays out, it was mildly entertaining, but not amazing. So that's Attack on Titan, the live-action version. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay, but not great. Sorry. Gotcha. I have something kind of similar, so I'm kind of going out of order here, but I, I finally saw Pacific Rim. Nice. Saw that. Del Toro's Pacific Rim, which, uh, again, you, it, so what you have here is kaijus, a bunch of kaijus, <laughs> fighting, fighting Jaegers, or mechs. I just kept calling them mechs, because they're mechs. They're mechs. They're, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're mechs totally to everyone. Mechs. Yeah, they're, they're mechs. Um, so you have a movie that's, like, because, let's face it here, the, the story of this movie is fucking stupid. It's so simple. It's just like, hey, there's a rift at the bottom of the ocean. Kaiju's come out and they're trying to kill us. We've got to beat them. Yeah, I mean, you don't need anything that's more than no. that. And then even like later on, they tr- they try and explain it a little bit. And they're like, they tried it before, you know, the dinosaurs. It's like, what? Because, what? you know, when you finally get in, you know, and you see like the other side of the, the Kaiju's, though they're building them, these this alien race or whatever the hell it is building these kaijus and it's like why do they go through so much work to build creatures to come here just to eat stuff because they don't get it because they're the creatures that they made it doesn't make sense i'm sorry it doesn't make any sense but we do get sweet kaiju versus mech action yeah and every time that that happened well i should say just about every time that that happened there's a couple of fights that look terrible the underwater one oh that was awesome. The underwater one is awesome, and the Hong Kong one is awesome. And holy shit! Like when when that is happening, and that's on my screen, I'm just I'm in La La Land, and it's amazing. Yeah. I just love it. I'm just like, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Acid vomit, great, great. That's what I want. Oh, he has a sword. What the fuck? Why didn't you use that earlier? Because it just like cuts right through the kaiju. I'm was- thinking, you guys. You guys are pretty terrible with these Jaegers. I'm sorry, but you're terrible. Because you have this plasma gun that you don't use until, like, the very end. Like, yeah, how many times have you been in fights with kaijus, punching them in the face and putting them in headlocks? It doesn't work. It doesn't kill them. But it looks cool, use... Kevin. It kind of looks cool. But everything's so, you know, masked by rain and waves from the ocean that a lot of it you can't really even see. 
to begin with. There's a couple fights where I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. I'm just it, like, oh, it's, it's raining and two big things are doing something. I don't know what it is. I have no idea who's winning. I have no idea who's punching who in the face. Nothing makes sense. But those two fights were unbelievable. They were just fantastic. But again, the problem is everybody else is taking this shit way too seriously. Like, it's Kaijus versus Jaegers. You mean like the criticisms for the movie or in the movie itself? No, in the movie itself. Oh, okay. Like, Charlie Hunnam, stop. Stop acting. I don't need you. I don't need to see you in any more movies. You need to stop because what you did here is just awful. It's <laughs> god awful. I don't want to see any more of that. Uh, okay. Well, he's going to be in Crimson Peak. No, well, another, another Del Toro. Fuck. That's good. Uh, hopefully, he's better. I think his he... elbow even is uh, it's shaky. He's doing his best, but man, the only one that really like gets it is Ron Perlman. Like Ron Perlman is like, yes, that's the tone that we need for Pacific Rim. What Ron Perlman is doing, everyone else needs to be doing because he is nailing it. What about uh, Charlie? Charlie's he's okay, but he, it, it's unfortunate because Charlie Day and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Burn Gurnham? Gornum? I know, I know who you're talking about, but I yeah, I don't have. Oh, okay, Burn Gorman. Those yeah. two like it's all on their shoulders to be the you know, the comedic the, relief. Yeah, and they just they have to do so much because the rest of the movie is just so damn serious, and they just they kind of take it a bit too far. I mean, it was fun seeing Charlie Day in this movie, but he just he had he had too much. They asked too much of those two guys, I thought. And then the the Charlie Hunnam voiceover <sighs> that is maybe the worst voiceover I've ever heard. <laughs> Close. I don't even remember it. <laughs> It's like the whole beginning is just like him explaining, yeah. and it's, oh my god, it's so bad. And again, it's it's much like Tokyo Drive, where 50% of it is just god-awful, and the other 50% is like, yes, I want all of this, just give it to me on an endless loop, please, feed it to me. But they keep giving me the other 50% for some reason. I don't hmm. know why, but I do love the fact that this is kind of like, you know, when people were complaining about Godzilla, like, why isn't there more Godzilla? Well, this is what you get with wall-to-wall Godzillas. There's just so fucking much. Well, you can't win. You, you can't, in that situation, you can't we need, win. We There's... need some in-between between Pacific Rim and Godzilla. We need that, that sweet spot right in the middle. There's either sweet spot. too much action or too much story. You can't, you can't win. Well, you know, and then... Like, there's kaijus spitting acid, and I'm thinking, just do that all the time, and you'll win. Well, they probably, they probably uh, their little acid bladder sacks probably only have so much. They probably have to recharge it. Well, the, the main thing I don't understand is the, the Jaegers with their swords. I mean, that's just cutting through kaijus like butter. Fucking implement that sword all the time. Just straight from the beginning, just chop off, just lop off heads, left and right. Just do it. It doesn't matter what category they are. Just... <laughs> Right through. You're done. And they wouldn't be able to have that badass moment where he busts out the sword and everybody loses their shit. Yeah, but what happens before then? You lose a shit ton of people. But I do enjoy that the, the Hong Kong duo with their... Yeah. Was that, the, the, and I love how that lasted like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like thundercloud formation and the kaiju just rips the face off of yeah. it. Yeah, Done. And you're just like, oh... Okay, I thought there would be a, a little more to that. I think I'm going to rewatch this. 
I kind of want to go back and watch this again now. It's it's fun. I just wish it didn't take itself so seriously. Yeah, it would have been so much better. I remember I had a really good time with it. I I didn't love it or anything, but I'm not a huge kaiju guy to begin with. So you know, but, I, and then they have that whole thing at the end where everyone just looks at each other and gives that nod like we did it, and they just look and they're like, yeah, uh huh. And that lasts for like felt like twenty minutes. It's just like you fucking get it. You won. God, move on. Yeah. Well, apparently, apparently they're moving forward with the sequel, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it for sure. I want to see. I want to see if they they tone down the seriousness. Yeah, just make it. I feel like with the sequel, you can do that because everything's yeah. established. You know, the world's established. Now just the sequel. It's like it's like Alien versus Aliens. You know, Alien was the super serious horror one. Aliens was the crazy over the top fun action one. If they do that with Pacific Rim, yeah, I think it could be a good time. Do it. See it. What else you got? I have one more and that's dope. Dope. Which again, uh the hip hop portions of this are ugh. Ugh. I mean, I love the music. I do love the music. But, it, like, they they build up so much of these characters being obsessed with 90s hip-hop. But, honestly, I don't see it. I don't see it out of, except for, like, the clothes. And there's that one little exchange with him and uh, Aesop Rocky where they kind of talk about it for a little bit. But outside of that, there's there's no there's no hip-hop. Except for, like, they play Black Sheep. They play Diggable Planets for one song. And then they do Tribe Cold Quest. And then that, like, that's it. I was just expecting more hip hop. And I thought that that's what I was getting. And I didn't get it. Instead, what I got was what was supposed to be fun and just having a good time, just completely smothered in plot. Just Jesus Christ. Just plot, plot, plot. And it's just cliche plot after cliche plot. And I did not have any fun with this. I did not like it. Yeah, I I I had a great time with this. I I I liked it. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame because definitely up there for me. I had a great time with it. I thought that I thought that the hip hop was there. I thought that it was. uh, It it wasn't the same. I think you know if this took place in New York or something, maybe it would be different. But no, it. I think maybe the the feeling because. I don't know. Just because it takes place in in California, you have that. When I think of classic hip hop, I don't think of California. I think of no. New York. And it's just it's like um, the idea for dope. What you got here is young kids, Los Angeles hip hop nerds, and what the movie offers is nowhere close to what you can get just listening to Hellfire Club. So just do that instead. Just hip hop nerds. Rapping and rapping fantastically. Like I'm gonna Bus driver, open mic eagle, Milo, those. Just listen to that instead, because they're like the dope movie that you wish it was personified. Uh, this was just so disappointing. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend dope. I think Kevin, you're in, you're in the minority no. on this one. I think it's a good I'm movie. Not, I don't. I do not like this, and I don't want this. I just can you at least can we at least agree, agree here? The the guy that played AJ, the like the head honcho college I yeah. don't even know what he was. Was he terrible? Yes. Or was that just me? No, I I will agree with that. And I also agree with the fact that it is uh overly plot heavy. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I just I just wanted it to be them three just hanging out. That's all I wanted. Just imagine how much better this would have been if it was just those three just having a time. Well, I could have used some plot. You know, the the whole uh, getting the drugs and stuff, I thought that that was fine. It was just that there were all these other things going on at the same time. Yeah, and they just kept, like, re-upping the plot. It would be like, okay, this is the plot, and then they would just end it and start a new plot, and then end it and start a new one. Just, like, pick a plot and let's go with it. <laughs> mm, well, there you have it. Let's get it done. There you have it. That's dope. Just, uh, I, I'm going to recommend that one. I think, I I'm, think not. It's... I'm not. We're in complete disagreement, me and you. It doesn't happen often. It doesn't. And I, d- I definitely didn't think it would happen with a movie like this. No. I thought it would be like me, you, just like spiritual high fives over the internet. Yeah. Yeah, not just hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't happen. Well, uh, Dope, I believe, comes out on Blu-ray. Uh, might be out now. I'm, I can't remember if it comes out in this Tuesday or if it's out now. I think it's actually out now. Let me look here. <laughs> look it up. I'm always... Uh, yeah, it comes out Tuesday, so... All right, let's move on and talk about some predictions. Last week, Pan, I said 52, you said 48, actual 23. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my girlfriend saw Pan. Uh, remember last week I said she was she was kind of interested in checking it out. She goes to see it. She comes back, and she's like, did you ever see that movie, A Knight's Tale? And I was like, yeah, it was horrible. And she's like, do you remember the moment when you realized that this was going to be a horrible experience. And I said, yeah, I remember the exact moment. It was the during the jousting contest when they started doing We Will Rock You in the stands. And she's like, exactly. Now, in Pan, they go to Neverland. This is not a spoiler or anything. This is a warning. They go to Neverland, and when they first get to Neverland, the Lost Boys are singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. And Hugh Jackman is also singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> By Nirvana. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Yep. So that's Pan. Sounds horrible. That sounds absolutely I, horrible. I mean, if I knew that that was in there, like if if they included that in the trailer, I would have said like seventeen. Oh, same here. <laughs> same here. Come like, on. You shouldn't be allowed to keep that secret. I agree. I completely agree. That's egregious. Um, Steve Jobs, I said 86. You said 72. Actual 89. Ooh. I'm slacking. I, I have not seen Steve Jobs or The Walk or The Martian. So I'm completely out of the loop recently. <laughs> I, I do plan on seeing all of those at some point, though. Uh, the Walk, I said 78. You said 54. Actual 86. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. All right, next week we have... Pull up my list here. Nope, that's not my list. There's my list. Bridge of Spies. This is the Spielberg one with Hanks. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, man. I have no idea. Are you interested in it? No, I'm not. I'm actually not really either. You say, like, anytime someone says Spielberg... I just immediately go into a coma. <laughs> you just immediately, I don't you know just why. fall asleep. I just, yeah. I just, I start thinking about other things like, oh, I should balance my checkbook, I think. Well, if you told me, if you told me Spielberg and then said something other than historical drama, then I might be interested. 
Like if you, if you said Spielberg's got a new horror movie coming out or a new science fiction movie coming out, I'd be like, oh, well, what's it about? You know, like that yeah. uh, Robo Apocalypse movie that he was apparently working on, and he, uh, he's doing Ready Player One. Very excited for that. Whenever it happens, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. It is more so the Spielberg historical. Yeah. Those are snooze fests. Those yeah, are... that's that's where I just start thinking like, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. As soon as I get home, I'm gonna balance my checkbook. I can't wait. I this is one where I kind of hope that it's bad, you know, because I always make a point to watch all the Oscar movies, and I inevitably will end up seeing this if it does start to get some awards consideration. Yeah, which I'm sure it will. I mean, it looks good. Like it looks like it's. It, looks, be... it definitely looks better than like War Horse and Oh God, Lincoln. yeah, absolutely. Lincoln. It looks like there's some tension and suspense and some intrigue in there, and it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty interesting story. So anyway, what are you thinking on Bridge of Spies? Bridge of Spies, I'm gonna say 78. Yeah, it's probably a good bet. I'll say 82 on that one. Okay. Next up, we have Crimson Peak. Uh this one, I Guillermo del Toro critics seem to love Guillermo del Toro has such a following it's kind of crazy it is a bit ridiculous it's one that I don't quite understand I think he's a good director for sure I loved Kronos I loved Pan's Labyrinth see I didn't like Kronos I did like Pan's Labyrinth though I did like that that was some good stuff right there and I think I, I, I think the Crimson Peak looks awesome I love gothic horror stories and it's been a really long time since we've had like a true gothic horror story you know like kind of hearkening back and i'll be completely i want to see because i just saw um a trailer for this first time and i just want to see it just to see the the sequences where she's walking around in the the blood covered snow i just want to see that because that looks amazing oh that just reminds me of some of in Tokyo Tribe, the, the the balloon hallway, where they kept going back to the balloon hallway, and they'd be they'd be walking through it. I've loved every scene with the balloon hallway. Yeah, which reminds me too that the, that Tokyo Tribe has a big time uh, music video feel to it. Oh yeah, it's just like full on music. That's video. that's deliberate though. That's definitely yeah. deliberate. No, it's definitely. All right, I'm gonna say 86 on Crimson Peak. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna go slightly low at seventy. I hope that that one's good. I'm pretty excited to see it. We also have Goosebumps now. What in God's name is this? Now you're probably thinking, as I initially did, that this one's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a train wreck. However, reviews started coming out for this last week, and people are saying that it's pretty damn good. So, really, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this one. So, so it, well. Maybe it's just one of those good times. Yeah, apparently it's you know, it's uh, it's a nostalgia trip, and apparently it does it pretty well. So, and now of course they announced this week that there's going to be a Fear Street movie. I don't know if you remember the Fear Street books, which were yeah. like basically the teen versions of Goosebumps oh, yeah. by R.L. Stein. So they got a little little creepier. Yeah, more adult oriented, and all the with the Goosebumps books, all the main characters were like kids you know 10 11 12 year old kids with the fear street ones they're all like 15 16 what are you thinking on goosebumps now that i said that i'm gonna say 68 i will say 
Uh, I'll say 69. Oh. I'll take it one, one point higher. And limited release next week. We have Meadowland. That's the one with Olivia Wilde. Psychological thriller, I believe. Who, who is it? Yeah. Luke Wilson? Is it Luke Wilson in that? Luke Wilson's in that? Sure. Maybe not. Let's say he is. It's, it's, uh, it's Olivia Wilde and, and somebody else. And they play a, a couple who I think maybe they lost their child or something. And she, they're both kind of... It is Luke Wilson. Yeah. There's a bunch of people in it. Elizabeth Moss, Juno mm-hmm. Temple. Yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks it looks like it could could be good. Giovanni Rubisi, John Leguizamo, Kevin Gorian. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that one. We also have the room, or I'm sorry, room, not the room, just room. Oh. That's uh, I don't know. That one's just getting rave reviews, rave. But I'm not. I'm not too into it. I heard that the book is fantastic, but I don't know. That one, for some reason, just doesn't it's appeal to me. A shit ton of talking about this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tales of Halloween. I uh, believe that's an anthology horror film. Experimenter. That's the one with... Uh, why Why do I never have notes for this? I need to... I, I, like, just so you guys know, when we do these predictions and list off the movies that are coming out i do everything from memory <laughs> so uh sometimes i forget actors this names. is uh, uh experimenters with uh taryn manning uh Winona Ryder, peter sarsgaard peter sarsgaard the, that's what i was thinking the of Stan- the stanley milgram yeah the milgram experiments Ooh. uh nah. i actually heard like decent th- things about this movie so. yeah it's yeah it looks here you go John Leguizamo. Oh, boy. This is John Leguizamo's week coming up right here. Yeah, it is. And it's, as Ryan would say, the Allstate guy. Yeah, that's Allstate, Stan. <laughs> is, uh, is John Leguizamo in The Russian Woodpecker, a Ukrainian documentary? Mm, <laughs> let me check real quick. Uh, it's about, uh, that one I believe is about a Ukrainian artist who got mm. radiation poisoning. Okay. And it. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, I'm kind of interested in that one. Uh, the Diabolical, that's a horror film. I think it's a supernatural horror film. It doesn't look very good. Truth, I don't know anything about that one. And Homemakers, which I know you were a big fan of, right? You like that one. Homemakers? Yeah. What are you talking about? Homemakers, the one about the couple uh, who, or the girl who gets the the house. Didn't you see it like a couple weeks ago? Oh, I didn't see this movie. What are you talking about? Homemakers. Yeah, the one where she gets the house and just just destroys it. No, didn't see it. But this is on. uh, It's on Fandor actually right now. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. I swear to God, you talked about this movie. Maybe, maybe I'll see it in the future, and I time travel back. Nah, you. I remember you talked about. No, I did not. I did not see Homemakers. I'm (laughs) sorry. I did not see. Uh, Well, I'm gonna have to research this because I'm pretty sure. You mentioned this. Unless one. I just like completely lied about something on the podcast and have no recollection of it, which would be really weird hmm. that I would do that. Uh, I guess maybe uh, I was thinking about an article that I wrote about it. <laughs> I just did a search <laughs> on the site. I was going to say, you did. I remember you posting something about this movie. It seems like one that you would have watched. I do want to see watched. it. Yeah, I do want to see it. I could, I could see this being an, an unsung indie. Oh, it it might it's it it's been added to the list of potentials. 
Well, that's next week, too. On VOD next week, we have The Inhabitants. I don't know. What, I'm not sure what that one is. Nowhere Girl. Momentum. That's a, an action film. The Diabolical Experimenter. Those are two separate movies. The Diabolical and Experimenter. The Diabolical Experimenter. I like that. I thought it was like a crossover. A Ballerina's Tale. That's a documentary about... Oh, a ballerina. Ooh. Tales of Halloween, A Wonderful Cloud, that's the one with Caitlin Scheel. Oh, I want to see this, actually. got to get on that. Yeah, I, di- I didn't, uh, that one was not really on my radar until I just got an email about it earlier this week, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it does sound kind of good. The Russian Woodpecker and Circle, so eh, a couple things next week. I'm not sure what we're going to be covering. Maybe I can talk you into seeing Crimson Peak, we'll see. I might. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I, I don't, wanna, don't. Yeah. Don't commit to anything at this point, Kevin. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. Sorry. Next week on Blu ray, mm-hmm. we have Aladdin the Diamond Edition, Tomorrowland, uh, Team America World Police. Yeah, that one's not. That one's. I can't recommend that one. Team America World Police is getting a Blu ray release, as is The Land Before Time. Sweet double bill. Uh,. <laughs> Witness is getting a new Blu-ray release. Got San Andreas. Hard Target. John Woo. Mm, Woo it up with some Hard Target. I remember I loved that movie when I was a kid for some reason. You were just into it. Full force. Yeah, I don't know why. But I love love me some Hard Target. Uh, Let's see what else. There's a really cool limited edition Nakatomi Plaza Die Hard collection that's coming out. And it's like a model. Of Nakatomi Plaza. It looks really cool. Okay. Uh, Dope, as we mentioned. Star Wars The Complete Saga is getting a new Blu-ray release. I heard there was a rumor that was posted up that they're actually going to release the the, um, theatrical versions of the (laughs) Star Wars movies. Like the original theatrical versions. That would be awesome. That would be really cool to to see that. Because most people, including including us, have not actually seen the the real theatrical versions, because even the VHS version was altered. So mm. that one that I saw that was like a fan cut was is the closest thing. But The Gallows comes out. I heard nothing but bad things about that one. So I'd probably stay clear of that one. Uh, what else we got? Mm, that's pretty much it. It. There's a couple things here and there. Call me lucky. Um, eh, that's pretty much it. All right. What do we got on the Criterion front? We got two Criterions. All right. Number one, we have a special day. Uh, Tori Scola with uh, Sophia Loren and Marcello Mastriani, which uh, apparently is a historical drama from 1977 about the set on the. The historic day when Mussolini rolled out the red carpet for Adolf Hitler. So, never heard of this movie, actually. So, I have nothing to say on that one. The other one is probably a little more well-known. The Brood from mm. Cronenberg mm-hmm. coming out on the old old uh, Blu-ray Criterion. Great cover on that one. Mm-hmm. I guess... And, uh, maybe I... I'll finally watch this. It's worth guess... checking out. It's It's not my favorite of his... For sure. But it's so. definitely the, the right month in which to watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more straight-up horror than a lot of his other... 
Listen, movies. Let me throw this out there. Today's the 11th. I have not watched a horror movie in October yet. Oh, speaking of which, you can check out, we have a new video up on YouTube of 10 horror movies that you can stream right now that are that are available yeah. to watch this Halloween. By the way, where the fuck is Hellions? Didn't make it. It was close. It was close, but it didn't didn't quite make it on that list. I was considering it. Should have been like an honorable mention or something. I was going to do a couple other ones that are not out yet, and I was going to include those. But then I thought, no, nah, it's just going to confuse people. Because some people will be seeing that video after they come out and whatever. I didn't want to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, sorry. Hellions didn't quite make it on there. Which is another thing that I kind of want to just point on real quick is like the the streaming options movies wise is man it's getting really good now mm-hmm because i've just noticed recently like most of my top tens like you can stream for right now and you just watch them yeah and like, just just this week there. i don't know if you saw this but just this week paramount um announced that they are releasing their vault on youtube for free so there's like hundreds of Paramount movies that you can now watch for yeah. free on YouTube. Nice. I Fandor's, Fandor's getting into it more. Like they have a lot more. They're coming out with things like Day of, like the Homemakers is out yeah. right now. Fandor, uh, Blind came out when that that was like a couple of weeks ago. Plus they have a couple of uh, uh, other uh, American indie movies lined up at some point this year that are supposed to come out. I mean, man. Yeah, it's getting it's getting good. It's getting good. I, th I think the one thing that's happening is competition. I think that a lot of these streaming yeah. services are competing with each other. For the only thing, the only thing, and I don't know if you run into this is like I always get excited when I see those movies on like Netflix and stuff, and then like immediately I remember like, oh, I already saw that. Yeah, that happens. Like I get excited. I'm like, oh, hard to be in God's on Netflix. Oh my God! And then I'm like, oh, I already saw that. Damn it. Yep. That definitely happens to me. But sometimes it'll be I'll be far enough removed from it that I can still be excited and watch it again. Yeah, it's nice to know that it's there. Like yeah. I can I can rewatch Hard to Be a God this year. Like uh plus if it's on something like Netflix where it's a higher quality uh than some awful screener that we got going yeah. back to that. <laughs> Cuz like right now like Hard to Be a God's on Netflix. Wild that Canaries was... is on there. Approaching the Elephants on there. I mean, there's there's so many things on there. I, I think that, uh, if I remember correctly, Hard to Be a God, when we originally saw that, it was a screener, and it was not a good one. Yeah, it was. It was on, it was, it was, it was uh, a festival scope one, and that they got better, but it was after that. Festival, yeah. f festival scope's gotten better, but with their screeners. But again... With that, with that service, they're kind of beholden to what they get sent. So some yeah. sometimes some of the screeners that I watch on there are bad, but it's not the fault of their player. Because their player does an HD option now, which they didn't have that originally. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sure that this, this is exciting for everyone. Uh, I think that that will do it for this week. Another one in the bag. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And take a minute to take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us keep Film Pulse running. 
For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson, and we will see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie.